Welcome to our Light London podcast, Go Deeper, where we go deeper into Sunday's word. If you've missed a few sessions, don't worry about it. We release episodes every week. Get your pen and paper ready or your laptop and let us take you on a journey deeper into the word of God. Good evening. It's good to be with you all. I thought I would come on today and... um, share some of the my own takeaways from the messages from the past couple of weeks or you know some of the things that God has been personally walking me through um I guess to number one be transparent and I guess also what you're going through also has the ability to help other people minister to other people too um so yeah I hope everybody's doing good if you guys could tell me one of your own takeaways from the messages over the past few weeks and which which message has impacted you the most so far, which is the one that you've had to go back and listen to. For me, it was last week's message, the um, things to leave behind in 2020, because Lord knows 2020, if we really want to go there, has been a, a very, very, very blessed year. I'm actually excited about 2021. I'm, you know, I'm anticipating great things. I'm not anticipating less trials, but I feel like we're leaving 2020 a lot stronger so that when the trials do show up in um, in 2021, which will happen, we will have the ability to stand firm in the midst of things. So what have we got here? JB says, evening everyone, repetition and leave things behind, no grudges. Yep, I completely agree with that. Um, Clearing brings accountability. Okay. Yep. So I just, anyone else got any takeaways that, you know, that that have just been ringing on the inside of them since the last message? Oh, clearing. You know what? I was wondering what clearing was. You know, when you're trying to figure out what it means in your head, but you didn't catch it. So thank you for clarifying that. Clarity brings accountability. Um, five things in 2020, write the vision down. Yes, write the vision, make it plain that those who see it may run with it. That is a very, very essential scripture to hold onto and to implement in our lives. I mean, without vision, what, what are we doing? Where are we going? It provides clarity and it's what fuels us to move forward. So I completely agree with that. Please do also forgive me. It's 7.30 and I haven't put the kids in bed yet. So you may hear screaming, you may hear crying and you may hear the TV on volume 100 because I don't know if it's anyone else who's experienced this, but kids, it's like they have to watch TV on maximum volume all the time. Um, So yeah, just a heads up if you hear anything in the background. Um, Or see them walking around behind me carrying fruit like oranges. This is, the, this is my life, guys. This is life. Are you coming to say hello? I'm in a meeting. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Ignorance will cost you. If you don't know your history, you will repeat it. This is very, very good. And I think also um, you can look at that on a personal le- level as well. If you look at the things that or the patterns or things that you've gone through in your life, if you don't recognize the points where you've been tested and overcome and, and haven't overcome those yet, you will be tested again. And so it's very important to be introspective and retrospective when we're looking at ourselves personally as well. And completely agree, we can't be living in this these times and be ignorant to what is going on. I, for one, have been very challenged in that area from somebody who has 
gone from a place of knowing nothing about politics and probably not even having any interest in politics um, growing up, I have definitely learned the importance of understanding what is happening in my world because listen, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not ready to fall for anything that, you know, that's happening right now. Um, get rid of your plan B, plan A or nothing. That's what we want to, that's where we want to be. I completely agree with that. Get rid of your enablers. Yes, that one, when he said it, it really struck my soul. <laughs> get rid of your enablers. Um, that was, good. don't be a hearer, be a doer. These are some amazing takeaways. I'm so glad that you guys have got invest yes we all need that multiple streams of income because yeah the, the times are changing we can't even be sure about job security COVID-19 has come to remind us all of that repetition leaving the lots behind and not take them into the next season yes thank you so much guys for sharing um your takeaways I'm just going to share a bit of what I've been feeling and one of the main scriptures that came to me or one of the first scriptures that came to me um was Isaiah 60 um, verse one, and it says, arise and shine, arise. And I'm gonna read it in the amplified version. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life, shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen above you. And I always read it in this translation because I feel like it just so expounds so much more what the scripture is saying because we, we know it, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But when it says arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you, or other translation says in which circumstances have held you bound, woo, and arise to a new life, shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. I really believe that this is the season that we're coming into. We're coming into an Isaiah 60 moment where it's arise and shine. God wants us to shake off all of the things that have been sitting on top of us, all of the things that we've been carrying from, um, from our past and hurts and pains. And one of the things my husband mentioned last week was, was dealing with traumas. All of those traumas arise from it, shake them off for your light has come and the glory of the Lord um, has risen upon you. And it goes on to say in verse two, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness, all the peoples, but the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. The nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Um, the word arise there in the Hebrew is the word kum, Q-U-M, kum. And it literally means to stand up. It literally means to shake off. And the word shine means to be or become light. And I love that, to be or become light, to be or become light. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. This just goes to show who God has created us to be has already been determined before the foundations of the earth. Before our parents consummated and we came into being, God had already had a plan and had a destiny for our lives. So we are not trying to be something or to become something we already are so that word shine to me is such a critical word to be or become light we are we're not struggling we're not trying this is our, our our natural state that god is bringing us to when you shake off all the dirt and all the junk that you've been carrying it gives you the ability to just 
be. And I think that's just such an essential thing to note down. We're coming into a time where we've been speaking about authenticity and the presence of God, authenticity and all of these things and really abiding in in his presence is for the revealing of you. You know, yes, we want to get to know God, but in that knowing him, he shows us us. You know, the Bible says that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search the matter up, to search the matter out. And in that searching of God, in that searching of God, we discover so much more about who he's created us to be. And so I really, really feel that, um, that God just wants us to shake out of this state. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has been feeling it, but I have been feeling such a heaviness, such a heaviness. And one of the things from last week's message that my husband actually brought up was the very first point he spoke about accessing personal breakthrough personal breakthrough. And for me, this is essential. We want to be effective in everything that we do. We want to go out. We want to be um, light in a dying world. We want to pray for the sick and see them recover. We want to see people have breakthrough in finances, in marriages, or in, re in relationships, in all these areas, in their businesses. We want to see people success. But it's so important to ensure that we're also accessing personal breakthrough. He touched on the scripture, Matthew um, 6.34, and he spoke about worrying and not worrying about tomorrow because literally today has, ha has its own troubles of its own. Can we get to a point where we can access personal breakthrough? And something that I've realized in this season, I remember somebody calling me for advice not too long ago, um, just some things that they were dealing with at home. And um, I was like, I said to them, you're an intercessor. You're a watchman. You are anointed as a watchman. And when this person prays, let me tell you, I have seen things shift and move in other people's life as a result of this person's prayers. But in their in their family, they were going through this one specific area. And I and I challenged this person and I said to them, How much time are you committing to praying in this one area yourself personally? We can get so used to praying for everybody else and learning to be everybody else's superhero that we neglect the areas in our own life that need attention. And so this person was like, you know what? It's actually true. They're up at 3 a.m. this time, that, that time. And they began to dedicate just half an hour a day to praying about this situation that was happening in their family. And they began to see personal breakthrough. And this is something that I've been implementing in my own life. Because when I tell you this season has been weighty, it has been weighty. Sometimes I feel like it's literally just the grace of God that has kept me standing during this time. Not even sometimes I think. I know for a fact that it's literally just the grace of God that has kept me standing this time. Because if I I was the old me I've actually realized how much of a tra transform transformation God has done in my heart because if it was the old me I don't know we'll be looking at a very different story right now but you know I I feel I feel the grace of God and I'm learning to lean into that place and walk through the season and it's given me so much more peace so much more rest and I've got so much more clarity on how to navigate things and one of the major keys that I recognize to accessing personal breakthrough, breakthrough is understanding that the battles that we're facing now are not carnal they are not natural too often we deal with things that we can see. We, we argue with people. We, we deal with what's, what's now, what, what's tangible to us. But we forget if we turn to Ephesians chapter six um, from verse 12. 
And this is a very, very important scripture for all of us to hold on to, especially during times like this. And just overall, as we walk this walk as believers, but it says, uh, let me go from before actually. From verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. This scripture has been my meditation for the past month or two months or maybe even three months. Put on the, the whole armor of God and understanding that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers and against rulers. I think so often we can fall into a place of prayerlessness and we think that, you know, we're just tired or, you know, just a lot, a lot has been going on. The truth is, what we're seeing happening is as a result of things that are happening in the spiritual realm. And we have to stop treating things as though they're, as though they're carnal. We actually need to be in a place where we, we, we can fight effectively. Are you with me? So put on the whole armor of God. Um, spiritual breakthroughs happen when we begin to operate from this place. Spiritual breakthroughs begin to happen when we operate this place. It's not always, you know, it's not from what we can do in the natural. Uh, there have been times in my life where I've tried to control or tried to manipulate situations to get a desired result. And I didn't get the result I wanted. Why? Because I'm treating it as something that I can handle on my own. But in times like this, when there's so much uncertainty my posture or your our posture literally has to be i will do as much as i can do and i will trust god to fight on my behalf i will trust god to do the rest to make up for the gap that i i can't fill at at this present point for some of you you're experiencing family relational issues and you're wondering why you why there is an understanding or why you're not connecting or why this person just won't change their ways for example or if they did this better it would make um your relationship easier whether it's uh your mother or whatever a sibling or whatever you cannot manipulate the heart of man you cannot change the heart of anybody you can't manipulate circumstances like that sometimes we just have to lean in and trust god to do the rest trust him to do the rest I don't want to spend my time policing people. I don't want to spend my time managing situations that are really beyond my control to do. You know, even with this whole like COVID-19 stuff, yes, I believe that there are precautions that we can take, you know, to keep ourselves safe. You know, we can wear gloves, you can wear your mask, you can social distance and all these things. But at the end of the day, I could be walking past somebody who sneezes and the particles just transfer in the air and I do you know what I mean and I end up catching it that is a really really far-fetched example but I couldn't reach for another one but the point is I've still got to trust God for divine health during a time like this I've still got to trust God to for his divine protection during a time like this <laughs> um 
yeah, I hope that made sense because taking that COVID-19 example was, it was kind of a, <laughs> a, a reach. Lean into God, lean into God. I just want to break down something for you from this scripture, actually. I've got so many windows open and bear with me. Like I said, I haven't actually had any time to prepare this. This is just stuff that's been on my heart that I'm just reeling off to you. I wrote down a, a couple bullet points, um, but it's not really expounded out. And I wish, I wish, I wish I had more time. I'm even studying these things out myself. Um, I wish I had more time to, to kind of go deeper for myself so that I could actually bring more um, to the table. But it's all good because either way, God can still speak, right? He can still speak. Now, I just want to read something. Put on the armor of God. If we turn to Romans 13, verse 12, and we'll read to um, verse 14. When it says put on the whole armor of God. The scripture says, and do this and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than we first believed. The night is nearly over and the day is almost here. So let us put aside um, the dark the darkness and put on the armor of light. When it speaks of the armor of light, it actually parallels it to the armor of God. And I thought that's that's very specific because it says understanding the present times that we're in. We're in a time where we actually have to begin to understand the times and the seasons. We have to understand the times and the seasons. We've been saying that we're in the end times for a long time, but putting on the armor of light literally means to put on Christ. Verse 14 goes on to say, I'm switching between screens here, so forgive me. Verse 14 goes on to say, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. How do you put on this armor, this armor of God? One of the key ways is to clothe yourself in Christ. We spoke, my husband spoke about last week, being still and knowing that I am God in the midst of all the busyness, in the midst of the craziness, being still and knowing that, that, that he is God. I'm finding in myself personally, the challenge of being still, the challenge of being still. I used to think, okay, I've read books like Practicing the Presence of God and they're such phenomenal books. When you hear, but that, that one's by Brother Lawrence and um, I think James Gold, has done a newer edition of the book called um, The Lost Art of the Practicing of the Presence of God. And I do believe it is a lost art, but I do believe that the desire is there for people to learn this quote unquote skill again. And I, one of the areas that I've been, I've been struggling to quieten my soul. And I used to look at these things like spiritual principles, like, okay, I want to learn how to practice the presence of God. That means I'm going to take out 20 minutes or 30 minutes of my day to actually trying to be still. But there's something that God has been doing in me recently where I don't always feel like I have the time or the capacity to just sit still. Every morning I wake up 
every morning I wake up about 5am or 6am and I will try and be still and maybe I'll put on some soft music and I'll just try and rest in the presence of God but I don't know if it's just me it's in those moments of, of just trying to be still that you find everything that's been on the inside of you rising to the surface and you're trying to focus on God but all of a sudden the pain that was buried is coming to the top or all of a sudden the the anger that was that you know you've pushed to the side starts coming to the top and it's been it's been a it's been interesting but I feel like in the midst of things God has been training me to anchor my soul whilst also moving because life can't stop because come 6 30 let me give you a sneak peek into my world the kids are awake all of them get up and I have to get up <laughs> when they get up I can try and press in some more but you know when they're all jumping on top of you it's not always easy and some of us you know you've got work to do different things come up basically but there's a skill we can learn which is learning to commune with Christ throughout the day throughout the day and then I used to feel guilty when I didn't have that time to sit down and just you know that hour focused time I used to feel guilty like I wasn't a good Christian or you know things like that and then condemnation would come in and I would start to turn it into religiosity rather than genuine relationship but I started to realize that yes these times are so important and we do actually need them in times like this I don't believe that we can live without them but learning to anchor your soul throughout the day that means that if I'm washing the dishes and all of a sudden I start feeling a sense of anxiety or something increasing my consciousness of the presence of God around me and in me within me um when john the baptist baptized jesus it says that the dove descended on him and then it goes on to say that it remained upon him we have to move to a, a new level of christ consciousness rather than self-consciousness and these are some of my own takeaways moving to a new level of christ consciousness that means in anything that i'm doing I might just stop for a second and I, I hope these are tools that you guys might be able to exercise in your own life as well. And I'll just acknowledge his presence. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you're here with me. Thank you that your word says you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you, God, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Increasing my consciousness of who he is has the ability to anchor your soul in him. So that means I can be going about my day and things might come up but I'm allowing myself to stay rooted and to stay grounded. And I think it, 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 it's such an important key because so often we have our, our separate prayer times and then we get on with the rest of the day and God might not feature again until we need his help. Say you've got a deadline at work to finish and you're just like, oh God, help me. And that's the only time we'll acknowledge him again. Can we get to a point where we learn to commune with him every day, where we learn to clothe ourselves in Christ throughout the day? And just genuinely practice his presence. You can find a stillness in the midst of the busyness. You can find a place of stillness to behold him as God in the midst of the busyness. And that just takes you bringing your consciousness back to him. Um, gosh, time is already really, really gone, but that's I guess that's one key. Um, John 3, 22 says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And the word there, prosper, um, in the Greek, literally means to go on a journey. 
It means to be on the right prosperous path leading to success. And it actually also means that success actually also means to succeed in business affairs as well or to find fortune. And I thought that's quite it's quite an interesting thing to think about. We're talking about things to leave behind in 2020, skills that we can carry with us to take mm -hmm. us into 2021. What is it that God wants to do in us? Okay, beloved, I pray that you may prosper. God wants us to prosper in all things and be in health even as our souls prosper. He wants us to also achieve in the things in our endeavors. He wants us to succeed in business. He wants us to, to be fruitful financially. He wants us to produce fruit. And we all know that our soul, okay, let's go into what is our soul. So we, we all know that we are trying beings we are made in the image of God and you can refer to Genesis 2 20 um, to go into that um, some more but we are made spirit soul and body and your soul is made up of your mind your will and your emotions and your mind is basically the organ that we have that's used to know it's used to consider or to remember um, it's made up of the conscious mind and the subconscious part and it really deals with our ability to know and to reason and it's also the place that also holds our attitudes and um and our beliefs and let me tell you that's why it's actually so born again that, um, so important that when we do become born again we renew our minds because it does hold our attitudes it does hold up our beliefs so we have to renew our minds with the word of god our will is the place where we make choices. It's the place where our choices are held and that's where we make our decisions from. And um, our emotions, of course, we all know our emotions comp comprise of, of different things, different feelings, love, hatred, joy, grief. That's where our emotions are kept. Now, Proverbs 16, 24. And why am I saying this? Because soul health is so important. If we want to succeed, we've got to make sure that our souls are also healthy. We are born again, but we are still going through that, that renewing process by renewing our mind. And part of that is making sure that our souls are in a place that's thriving and healthy. So gracious words, Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And why have I put this scripture here? Because words are seeds, they're powerful. Words are so powerful, whether it's words that you're speaking over yourself or words that people that people have spoke over, over you, words are powerful. They have the ability to stick. I'm sure many of you have that traumatic moment where somebody has said something and you just haven't been able to get over it. I know myself, there are times where somebody has said something and they've tried to redeem it later on, but I'm gonna need at least 10 more compliments or 10 more affirmations just to wash out that one negative thing or just for me to forget that one negative thing um, that you've said. Words are so important. This year, 2020 has been the year of the mouth and we've known that. That means, you know, the Bible talks about how um, the tongue is like a rudder and it, it can direct or steer the ship in any in any direction. Our tongue is the rudder. And we have had a choice in this past season to either cooperate with the Holy Spirit and speak life and speak the things that God is saying and doing, or we've had the choice to sit in this negativity, sit in the dis this depression and just, and speak that. Whatever we're speaking has gone out a seed, a seed and is currently producing fruit. This year's not over. We have the ability to re- undo some of the things that we've said and sow new seeds into this new year and into this next season. Um, gracious words are like honeycomb. You need to learn to be more 
kind with yourself and less critical. Other people may be critical with you, but you don't have to allow those words to stick. I remember I was sitting down with Dr. Sharon once and I was just speaking to her about, you know, it, sometimes it's nice to receive affirmation. And she said something to me, she was like, just because you don't get the well done from the person or the affirmation from the person that you want to get it from, doesn't mean that you don't go without. And to me, that was like, whoa, profound revelation. <laughs> and it shouldn't have been, but it was. I was so desiring affirmation from a particular person or that well done from a particular person who was not able to give me what I needed. And so I let it affect me. I let it affect my confidence. I let it affect, you know, how I was functioning and operating rather than recognizing number one in everything that I'm doing, I'm doing it onto God. Number two, can I tune myself to the voice of God to receive his own affirmation? I don't have to go without. So even, even in, in, a, in a time like this, what is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? And I think it's so important because God's words are, are, are kind. They are like honeycomb to our soul. Proverbs 15, um, 13, and also be careful what you speak over other people as well. Proverbs 15, 13, it says, a heart full of joy and goodness makes a cheerful face. But when a heart is full of sadness, the spirit is, is crushed. Here it, joy, it draws the comparison between a joyful heart and a sorrowful heart. And so many of us have experienced heartbreak, we've experienced difficulties. If we allow ourselves to continue in a place of sorrow, that's when your spirit gets crushed. And I feel like some of us have continued in this place of sorrow and now we're trying to undo <laughs> undo everything and bring and just come back to ourselves and come back to life again. And this is where you know God really started speaking to me about trauma and how and the effect that trauma has on the on the soul. You want to take over? Um because really what trauma is, it really is a, deep, it's a distressing incident that has happened or, an, uh, or you know, a, a disturbing event that has affected our ability to cope in some sense. And it's when your body experiences high levels of stress that impacts our ability to feel or to process our emotions properly. And that's why some of us have been self-medicating. Um, yeah, so... It kind of stops us from being able to process the full range of emotions. But yeah, um, um, just quickly, I think one of the things that we have to recognize in ourselves is dealing with sin. And, you know, this isn't a, a condemnation thing or this isn't a, it doesn't have to be a big addictive sin or anything like that. But there are areas where you may have sinned and it's, it's, it's hindering our ability to connect with God during this time. Um, my husband said something quite crucial the, the other day and it's like sometimes it really is just our flesh sometimes god is trying to produce character on the inside of us and sometimes the pain that we're feeling is really that wrestling with god in in a time like this another thing bring every thought into submission to to, to christ every thought you know the bible speaks about how whatever is good whatever is lovely whatever whatever is praiseworthy meditate on those things I want you guys to begin to catch your thoughts, catch yourself and begin to meditate on what's good, meditate on things that are life. Um, and the last key I'm just gonna drop quickly and I'm so sorry I've had to skip a lot because of um, I got distracted. But the last thing I wanna say is when we're trying to be still and, and, you know, and know that he is God, a lot of the time we look to feel him. Can we get to a place where we move out of our feelings because we're called to live by faith? You know, we, we, we're not here to just walk by sight. We're here to live by faith. That goes beyond what we're feeling him. And a lot of the time, you might not feel him. 
and there are amazing times where he might show up and you you get all the feels but can you just get to a place of understanding and knowing the bible says that he will never leave you or forsake you not you know one day you might feel like god where are you but his word says above everything he will never leave you nor forsake you can you just believe that he's here it makes it so much easier to access his presence when you just come from a place of believing you are here that's what it is that's that's just it he is here so can we can we stop struggling and striving to get into his presence and waiting to feel him and just come to a place where it's like he's here and start from that place consciousness um i hope you guys were able to take something away from today next week my husband will be back and he'll be able to actually break down these points i know this is a new message that god has been birthing on the inside of him but i think it's so crucial and essential as we enter into this new year and as we finish this um this last month of the year december it's not over there are still some days left whatever you're believing god for don't don't cancel your year before it's over you know there's still so much that god could do and there's still so many ways that he can move in and don't stop believing concerning your situations in this time in fact one of the things that um i'm believing for is just such an acceleration in this last period i remember one of the words that went forth at the beginning of this year was that this was going to be a year of multiple births and i think that for so many of us we've kind of wondered what's gone on in our own personal lives but this this last month isn't over and some of the things that you've been carrying on the inside of you or in your spirit that have just been laying dormant for a while i believe that there is still a chance and an opportunity for them to come forth um so yeah don't stop believing i love you guys thank you so much for um for coming tonight and it's always a pleasure to spend time with family um love you all god bless you and i just pray god's blessing over you i pray that this will be a fruitful week and i pray that during this week that you will you will be able to rest in his presence that you would find peace for your souls in his presence in the name of jesus and that you would come to a new consciousness of the spirit of god that dove remaining upon you, that you wouldn't struggle, that you wouldn't strive, but you would recognize as a son and as a daughter that you have access to your father's presence in Jesus name. God bless you all. Have a great night.